Thanks for joining us on the Father's House podcast, where we are leading people into a growing relationship with Jesus. Want to learn more about us? Check us out online at thefathershouse.com. We'd love to stay connected. Now, let's go to this week's message. Wow, it's a great night tonight. So glad that you were here. I want to talk tonight about peace in the midst of COVID. Come on. Or if you want to say this, peace in the midst of anxiety and worry. I've never seen so much anxiety and worry in all of my life from people's words, from people's posts, from people's life. And as I've been praying for our time together tonight, the Lord dropped a verse of scripture into me from Proverbs 12, verse 25. Proverbs 12, verse 25. And here it is. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. Isn't that, isn't that a great one? Uh, anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down. Anxiety and worry are used interchangeably in the Bible. So you could say worry in the heart of a man or a woman uh, weighs them down. That's the wrong translation. My bad. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. There it is. Causes depression. Well, it really should say weighs him down. So that's what happens when you don't test the mic before and when you don't go over your notes before you go up there and you don't go out and kick the air condition before church starts. That's why it always works. We go out there and kick that. But let me read it to you. Take it off the screen. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word makes him glad. So anxieties wear us down. And uh, I brought my backpack tonight because, you know, we go through life carrying a lot of stuff. From the very beginning of our life, we, uh, we pick up a baggage, an anxiety of, do people like me? Do, am I accepted? Uh, will people accept me? And so, you know, I'd like to say we get over that as we get older, but we really don't get over that. And then we pick up something else. You know, am I, am I going to get into this school I need to get into? I don't know if I'm going to get into this school. You know, am I going to get a job? And I just worry about that. Am I going to get a job that's going to take care of it? And, you know, am I going to get married? And who am I going to marry? And when I marry, will we have children? And you pick up some more worry and some more anxiety. And, and then will we continue to be married? And then if we, and then if we have children, are our children going to turn out all right? I mean, that's just the beginning, right, of anxiety and worries that we have. I haven't talked about finances right are we going to be able to pay the bills how are we going to do all that and and then there's the future what's going to happen in next month what's going to happen next year what's going to happen in two years what's going to happen in three years and we just i'm just i'm just piling on things that we're anxious about or we're worried about it and then on top of all of this heavyweight here's old pan pandemic Worldwide spread of a new disease. And now we're all together. My backpack's getting full, but that's not enough. Then I'm worrying about, well, how's this pandemic going to leave us with the economy? What's going to happen? How many businesses are going to own or how many are going to lose their jobs in the midst of all of that? And then not only that, but my health. Am I going to catch this thing? What's going to happen to me? I'm a little older. And so, you know, I catch it. I, I'm, you know, I may be checking out of here and I'm not really ready to check out. So we got all of this and man, the, the bag is getting heavier and heavier and heavier. These anxieties and these worries and then on top of that is 20 something days what election 
We're worried about that. You can't not be worried about that. Everywhere you look, it's on. Uh, every time you turn on TV, it's there. And so you're carrying all of these things through life, and you're trying to be who God wants you to be in the midst of all of that. And so you're carrying a heavy load. Not only are you moving through life, but you're carrying a heavy load, and we're weighed down. Do you feel like that sometimes? Do you feel like you're carrying a backpack full of weights and just pulling you down and pushing you down? Maybe you feel like that right now. Maybe you say, you know what? When you were piling up that bag, that's exactly how I feel right now. When I look around people's faces and I see what they're posting and I say, okay, that's where we are. Anxiety in a man's heart weighs him down, but a good word, a good word makes him glad. Well, I would like to give you a good word tonight, but I don't want to give you a word. I'd like to give you the words right out of the mouth of the Son of God Himself. So Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 through 34. Therefore, this is Jesus in the red. Therefore, I tell you, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body of what you'll put on. Is, is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? And which of you, by being anxious or worried, can add a single hour to his span of life? And why are you anxious about clothing? Consider the lilies of the field, how they grow. They neither toil and they don't spin. Yet I tell you, Solomon in all of his glory was not arrayed like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Therefore, do not be what? Anxious, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the Gentiles sink after all of these things. And your heavenly Father knows that you need them all. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Therefore, do not be anxious for tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own trouble. So I've got all of these anxieties in my backpack and they're weighing me down as I'm trying to hike through life. And here's what the Lord says three times in this passage. Verse 25, do not be anxious. Verse 31, do not be anxious. Verse 34, do not be anxious. We all know that when the Lord repeats something, that's pretty important, right? So he's saying to us tonight with a backpack of anxieties and worries that we're carrying. And for some of you that are students, it may be different than the rest of us. It may be, you know, what am I going to do? How am I going to get this? Am I going to get a scholarship? Will I be accepted in this school? Am I going to pass this? Am I going to do all that? And all the anxieties and worries that we carry. So I guess if we're going to talk about anxiety, we need to get a definition of anxiety, right? Well... The uh, dictionary defines anxiety as this, a feeling of worry, nervousness, or unease about either an imminent event or an uncertain outcome. That's how Webster defines anxiety. But if you want to go to the American Psychological Association, here's how they define anxiety. It's an emotion characterized by a feeling of tension, 
worried thoughts and physical changes like increased blood pressure. That then leads to anxiety disorders characterized by states of excessive uneasiness, apprehension, often with compulsive behavior or panic attacks. Signs of anxiety include irritability, anger, sweating, unusual mood swings, rapid heartbeat, chest pain, exhaustion, nervous twitching, <laughs> decreased concentration, and memory, decreased memory, nausea, shortness of breath, hair loss. Yeah, there it is. Weight gain or weight loss, panic, indecisiveness, muscle tension, insomnia, high blood pressure, and on and on. I mean, look, just trying to define anxiety makes you anxious, right? <laughs> the reason that it's so important is, he says, don't be anxious. So when we look at this, let's don't read our English definition into an anxiety but let's see what does the Bible say about anxiety. So let me give you a biblical definition of what this anxiety in the Bible means. Anxiety, now again, anxiety and worry are interchangeable. Anxiety is carrying concerns in this world in such a way that we lose perspective on life and or we lack trust in God. Would you read that with me? Anxiety is carrying concerns in this world in such a way that we lose perspective on life and or we lack trust in God. Having concerns is not a bad thing, right? We need to be concerned about people, concerned about ourselves, concerned about our family. But the problem happens when we look at this. When we carry concern in such a way that we lose perspective of, on life and we fail to trust God. So what does Jesus say to us in this passage? Well, a couple of takeaways. Number one, maintain, whatever you do, maintain proper perspective. Maintain a proper perspective. Don't let anxiety and worry and all the what ifs pull you down that you lose the proper perspective. In verse 25, he says this, don't be anxious about your life. Notice what he says about what you eat, what you drink, nor what you put on your body. So what is he saying? He's saying, don't be anxious. Everybody, don't be anxious about food, drink, and clothes. Now, those are pretty basic needs, right? I mean, he's not saying, don't be anxious about that new car you want. Don't be anxious about how many people you have on your Instagram account. He's not saying that, but he's saying, let's start at very one. Don't be anxious. Don't be anxious about your daily needs. Don't be anxious because he says, look, I will provide for you. Number two, trust the God who eternally values you. Trust the God who eternally values you. Verse 26. Look at the birds of the air. They neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns. And yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not of more value than they? Here's what he's saying. You look around, you see everything that's going on. But I want you to know that I value you eternally. Look at your neighbor and say, you got eternal value. You got, you see... That's a perspective that we need to keep. Who would have thought that the answer to anxiety is bird watching? That, that's what he's saying. He's simply saying, go watch the birds. They're not worried. They're not frantically watching Fox News or CNN right now. 
They're not checking the latest post on social media. No bird is worried about what's next. Because the birds know innately that God will provide for them. And God says, how much more important are you to me than those birds? And if I'll take care of them, I'll take care of you. And you're carrying all these anxieties and worries. He says in verses 28 through 30, But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, won't he much more clothe you, O you of little faith? Grass and flowers may last for one day. One day. But yet God makes them so beautiful and clothes them with beauty. And they're just here for a little while. Now put this in perspective, remember? Keeping the heavenly perspective. Here's what Jesus is saying. Look at the flowers. Look at the lilies. Look at the grass and see how they're clothed. Why are you worried about what you wear when God can dress you in eternal glory? Why are you worried about your paycheck when God wants you to inherit his kingdom? Why are you worried about a position at work when you're going to rule and reign in God's kingdom? Why are you worried about your health when God has guaranteed us eternal life? Your life is so much more than these things. There is an eternal quality for your life. Number three, avoid anxiety because it's unhelpful. Say unhelpful. He says in verse 27, which of you, by being anxious, can add a single hour to his span of life? How many of you, by being anxious, can add a single span, an hour to your life? Worrying doesn't make things better. Worry, think, makes things worse, right? It's counterproductive. Life is challenging enough as it is, let alone if we sit down and we just worry, 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 worry. In verse 31, Jesus says, Do not be anxious, saying, What shall we wear? Or what shall we drink? What shall we wear? For the Gentiles seek after these things. Basically, Jesus is saying, Don't worry like the world worries. He's saying, You're not Gentiles. He's saying, You're not Gentiles. Here's what he's saying, if you want to break it down. Listen, listen to me. If you don't know God is in control and he's your father and he values you as his child, then you better worry. You better worry. What he's simply saying here is anxiety is for unbelievers. So if I'm anxious and always anxious and full of anxieties and worries, then as Andrea said, I'm not sure of my identity of who I really am. Maybe I don't have a relationship with Father God as my daddy and that I am his child. Anxiety is for unbelievers, not for believers. Anxiety is unhelpful because your heavenly Father knows all that you need, all that you need. Jesus says, the Gentiles seek after all of these things for your Father, your Father knows that you need them all. He says, God knows it all. Jesus knows every need that you have right now better than you know it. Isn't that an amazing thing? Better than you think, you know, he doesn't care about you. He's not looking. He knows everything you need more than you need it yourself. God's not saying, looking down from heaven, hmm, I wonder what they need right now. I wonder what the need is. He's saying, no, I know what they need. 
even more than what they need themselves. And so Jesus says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And anxiety is unhelpful because he not only knows what I need, but he supplies that need. The Father not only knows what you need, but he also supplies. He says, all these things will be added to you. In other words, his supply line never runs dry. Not like Amazon at the beginning of this pandemic. You know, toilet paper, sanitizers, all of those things. You thought Amazon would never run out, but Amazon run out. But I'm going to tell you here, for whatever need that you have, Father God never runs out of the resources to meet your needs. And he says, don't be anxious. You don't have to worry about your heavenly Father running out of strength when you're weak. He never runs out of courage when you're afraid. He never runs out of hope when you're hurting. And ultimately, he never runs out of life when you're dying because he gives you an eternity in which you live forever. So number four, here it is, live in today. Live in today. I don't know if that's proper grammar or not, but I didn't know how to say it any better. Live in today. God guarantees you mercy for every trouble every anxiety that you're facing today. And he promises tomorrow, when tomorrow shows up, he will provide all the, all the mercy that you need for tomorrow. He says in verse 34, therefore, do not be anxious about tomorrow, for tomorrow will be anxious for itself. Sufficient for the day is its own troubles. These words from Jesus are life-changing. If we can grasp that, who among us, we listen to the news and we wonder what's going to happen tomorrow? What are they going to say tomorrow? How's this election going to turn out? Will there be riots? Will there be protests? What if Trump gets elected? What if Trump doesn't get elected? This could be the, this could be the end of America as we know it. Isn't it amazing how we get frustrated and we lose? We get so anxious about those things that we lose confidence that God has never lost control. He's still in control, but yet we become so anxious. I guess one thing we've become so anxious is because we let anxiety pile on us. You keep watching news. You keep watching social media. So when I go to my counselor last month, what does he say? Terry, here's my counselor. He says, I'm doing a news blockout. I don't even watch the news. And I'm thinking, dang, if my counselor can't even watch the news and he's doing that, then why should we? But some of you, the reason you're so anxious, the reason your palms are sweating, the reason you're so frustrated is that in the midst of all of that, you're worried about something that God has already said he would take care of. Some of you are weighed down with anxieties and troubles and you feel just like this backpack. I've never preached with a backpack, but it's uncomfortable and it's heavy. Tim, come on up here a minute. Tim, I want you to represent Jesus, all right? So here's what Jesus wants us to do, all right? Jesus wants us to take off all of our anxieties, and he wants to take them on. Now, if you were really Jesus, you could pick me up and carry me, but we won't try that. We won't try that. But here's what I want you to know. All of those anxieties, all of those worries that you're worried about, those things that you're worried about tomorrow, that nobody will like you and everybody will hate you and you should eat worms and all that sort of stuff. You're worried about that, but when you get to tomorrow, God is already there and he's saying you don't have to be anxious. Surrender those anxious thoughts to me. Here's what I know. Life is not easy. 
Carrying that backpack was not easy and life is not easy. I don't want to presume that these days we're living in are easy because they're not. They're a lot harder than any days that we've lived in before. So the good word I have for you today is, he says, don't be anxious. Don't be anxious. There's someone who will take all of those anxieties away from you. He says, don't be anxious. You don't have to carry all of that. In a world of unknowns, cast your anxieties on me because I care for you. Now, it's a daily battle. It's a daily battle because, you know, I'll, tomorrow I want to go over and I want to grab that backpack again, right? I want, I want, to, I want to grab it and, and, and the Lord let me grab it if I want, but he's carrying it. Why should I grab it if he's carrying it? That's where some of you tonight, you say, I'm going to surrender to God, but then tomorrow you have that feeling, well, I'm going to worry about that, I'm going to worry about that, I'm going to worry. Why are you worrying about it? He's already in tomorrow. And guess what? When you get to tomorrow, he's already in the next day. He's, he's the Alpha, the Omega. He's the beginning and the end. So what could come your way? That's a surprise. From his vantage point, he sees you as you were born, and he sees you as you exit. In the midst of all of that, he still wants to be a God that helps us with our anxieties. How do you have peace in the middle of a pandemic? How do you have faith over fear in an unknown future? We have to trust our life to Jesus, folks. That's the beauty of what Jesus has done. He said, I'll carry you. I'll take responsibility for you personally. And I'll provide for you personally. So I want you to, I just want to invite you to bow your head right now. I want you to just pause for a moment. And I want to ask you a couple of questions. I'd like you to answer these questions yourself. Do you know Jesus as your peace? Do you know your God as your Father? Have you put your peace and faith in Him? If your answer is not a resounding yes, I want to invite you to put your faith in Jesus today. Right where you are. Let me lead you in a prayer. Pray this prayer with me right now, would you? Dear God, I know I've sinned against you and that I'm separated from you by my sin. But today I'm saying, I need you to save me from my sin. I need you to bring me back into relationship with you. Today I believe, Jesus, you died on the cross for my sin, and you rose from the dead in victory over sin and sickness and death. Today I trust you as my Lord and Savior. Father God, I pray for those who prayed that prayer today, tonight in here and meant that and those that are watching online. And Lord, I pray for the people right now that say, Lord, I'm going to trust you and not be anxious. I pray they'll know and feel and realize your peace. I pray that they would know that peace with you, that you take personal responsibility to provide and to care for us. Lord, I pray for those who are trusting in you right now. Give them the courage to share with someone else tonight or online or with family or friends what you're doing in their life. And I pray for all of us, Lord, when we're tempted to pick back up that backpack with all those weights and anxieties. Help us to put it back down. Help us to jump into your arms and let you carry us. We are so glad that you carry us, Lord. So we say, Lord, help us not to be anxious. Help us to trust you in all of the ways. You're our Savior, our provider, our God, our King, our Lord, our promise keeper, our miracle worker, who provides for everything we need. We worship you. 
You're our peace in the middle of this pandemic. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now I know that in a, in a group this size tonight that um, there may be different anxieties and worries that you carry. And I want you to know that the Lord can, can speak to you in a, very, in a very personal way. On Wednesday nights, we spend a little bit more time with uh, prophetic words and prophetic prayer, which simply means it's, a, it's an utterance that God gives unthought. It's from the Holy Spirit. It brings encouragement and strength. And so uh, we're going to do that. We've been spending some time in praying, and I'm asking uh, uh, Anita and Lisa and Tim if they hear a word, would like to share that word. But before they do, early this afternoon when I was praying, I felt the Lord say, and I'm not going to ask anybody to say this, maybe somebody that's watching online, but I just saw a person and they were contemplating in their life of walking out of their marriage because the anxieties, the worries, and the frustrations have just got too much. But here's the word of the Lord tonight. If you will just place all of those anxieties and those worries, maybe you're watching online, into his hands, he will provide you, little by little, a new debt. He's saying, don't make the mistake that will multiply the mistakes that are in your life. So if that's for somebody here tonight or watching online, I, I pray that you would, you, you would receive that. Lisa, Lisa, you have something? Come on. God is so good, so good. Because what I got piggybacked off of what Pastor Anita said, and I've got written down suicidal thoughts. Because we sung, I'm a child of God, Right? But do we really believe it in our hearts with 100% certainty that those anxieties are so heavy? But God loves you. And I want to encourage you two things. One, if I may, watch the movie Overcomer. But if you can't watch the movie Overcomer, study the book of Ephesians. Mm -hmm. In the movie, they had the young girl write down everything from the book of Ephesians about who you are in Christ. <laughs> write it down. Read it. Redeemed. Forgiven. And seated in heavenly places. An heir with Jesus. Write it down and confess it. Read it over yourself. And number two, if you are struggling with those suicidal thoughts, confess them to somebody you trust. And if you don't know who you can trust, the staff I'm sure here most certainly can help you. Confess to someone you trust, talk to somebody, because what is kept in secret, what's kept in the dark, those thoughts that torment you, all you're doing is giving the enemy a legal right to continue to torment you with them. That which is brought to light, the enemy can no longer torture you with. So I encourage you, whether you're online or here in the sanctuary, even tonight, 
confess those thoughts to somebody you can trust. Yes. And I'm going to pray against that spirit yes. of suicide. Yes. I'm going to pray yes. against death in the name yes. and authority yes. of Jesus yes. Christ of Nazareth because he has in come to name. give you life and give you life more abundantly, he says. So right now, in Jesus' name, Father yes. God, as these people confess to whoever they confess to that they've been struggling with those thoughts, they might not even realize it. But the moment they confess it, it's brought to light and it's placed under the blood of the lamb and can no longer harm them. I declare that they shall live and not die. The enemy may have a plan to prevail, but guess what? His plan fails because the triumphant king has come to deliver you and set you free. Yes. Yes. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Well, I feel that strongly. I sense that. Yes, yes, yes. somebody else here that you've given up on yourself you've just given up on yourself I heard this early this afternoon too before I even knew who was going to be here tonight you've just given up on yourself say you know what, what, what what's the use I set goals I set things that I want to do and I want to change these things in my life now I keep failing I keep failing I keep failing I keep failing and the Lord said tonight that he is the God of second chances. He's a God of do-overs, fresh starts, and new beginnings, new beginnings, new beginnings. Wow. Oh, man. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Jesus. Thank you, God. so sweet just now. Thank you, Lord. sense of a lie that the enemy has been telling somebody that you don't really matter when everybody looks around they see the people that are like out in front and most popular or the best business person or that has a that out, outgoing personality and uh, and the enemy tells you you know you really don't matter you come from a broken home you come from broken relationships you don't even have the, the belief and the confidence of your, your family that's around you. And that's not just, just for, for, our, for, our, for our youth, but also for adults. That you carry that into adulthood. That you never had that affirmation of who you are. And if you, hear any, if, you, if you hear anything tonight, hear this. That the Lord says that he loves you. He cares for you. And you are very important to him. You are very important to him. Very important to him. Andrea, would you pray? I want you to pray again for those that they don't have their identity right now in the Lord. I just, I just sense that. That just, that's a heavy, that's a heavy anxiety to carry. 
and you're always looking to other people to give you the affirmation or, or you're looking to something that you accomplished to give that affirmation. But the Lord can bring that affirmation because regardless of anything else, He is your Father, your Abba Father. So would you pray, Andrea, for, for anyone right now that's just struggling in that area? Father God, we right now we take authority over the enemy who has lied to people for so many years that maybe that they're not good enough or that they, again, that they don't belong or they're, they, they were a mistake from the very beginning. But I declare right now and decree yes. that that lie yes. is broken in the yes. name of Jesus. Name. Whatever the lie is, whatever the lie is, it's broken right now in the name of Jesus. I just, anyone who, who may be in this room is, or maybe you're watching online and that's something that you identify with, would you just raise your hands just in yes. surrender yes. right now? Yes. That you would just raise Thank your hands you, in surrender and Thank saying, you, you know, God, I Thank recognize you, that that yes. is a lie. Yes. Uh, I recognize yes. it's a lie. Yes. It's a lie. Yes. It's a yes. lie. Yes. It's a lie. And I know yes. that I belong to you, that you have called me son, that you have called me daughter, that you have died for me, that I may have salvation, that I may have life. And we proclaim that today, God. We, pro we proclaim that tonight. That we are free in Jesus' name. That we are free. We are free from the lie of the enemy because of what Jesus did on the cross. When he went to the cross, he said, it is finished. And it is finished. We don't pick it back up. Miguel, I just hear the Lord saying to tell you that all of those promises he gave you years ago, none of those promises have diminished, not one. And every one of them he'll bring to completion. He'll dot every I and he'll cross every T. And he's saying, you stand strong in that. We don't go by what we see. We know about, we go by what he has said to us, what he has said to us. Amen. Thank God. Wow. Oh, don't you love Jesus? How about just standing and let's give the Lord about 10 seconds of exuberant praise, would you? Let's, get, let's let him happen. Praise God. Praise God. It's our honor to play a small part in all that God is doing in your life. We would love to continue with you on that journey. To find out what your next steps might be, visit thefathershouse.com slash next. Join us next week as we continue to love God, help people, and build the kingdom.